Okay. So, we are now with uh, the new section. We have studied this morning why no power. And uh, we have discovered in the Bible and in the spirit of prophecy the reasons of lack, lack of power. So, this afternoon, we are going to go deeper into the overcoming, the powerlessness. What do you need to do? We have already touched on it a little bit this morning, but we uh, will go deeper this afternoon. So why? Once again, you remember the promise is, but you will receive power. So God, God wants us to have power. As I said already, God does not want us to grab his glory because we cannot handle glory. We become so proud and God cannot use uh, us if we become proud. So God said, stay away from glory. You cannot handle that. But for power, I want you to have it. Power to serve, power to, to be, and power to do the work of God. So Jesus Christ said after his resurrection, okay, you will receive power. It is not said you may receive power, but for those who believe in him, it is certain that you will receive power. We just need to claim that, uh, to claim that uh, power. And uh, in Councils on Earth, uh, Health, page 367, it said, if you want power, so it is not wrong to want power, the power of God. We are not talking about the power to overpower or power to abuse or power to do uh, other things. We are talking about the power to serve, power to be uh, God's people and power to serve him. So if you want that kind of power, he said, if you want power, you may have it. So you, you need to, to want it. Uh, Wanting power is from God. If you have that earning to have power to serve him, we, we know that that is the prompt of the Holy Spirit because you want to do more for God. We want this power to do more for God. Power to do good. This is what we want. So if you want that kind of power, the power from above, if you want power, you may have it as it is awaiting your draft upon it. Only believe in God, take him at his word, act by faith, and blessing will come. So if you want power, you may have it. What you need to do is to believe, to believe in God, take him at his word, act by faith, and blessing will come. So we need to be assured that what we are talking about, it is according to the word of God. And uh, I am so thrilled about, about this, that Jesus Christ, not only uh, he has power, but it is said that he is power. Not only he has power, you remember, God is love. But God is also power. Christ is power. You see, 
First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. I've just discovered this. He said, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So Christ not only has power, but he is the personification, the embodiment of power. So when we talk about power, we are talking about Jesus Christ. He said Jesus Christ is the power of God. So God is love, but God also is power. Remember that for us to succeed in having this power. We need to know, we need to know that God is power. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So God, when you say you want power, you want God. You know, not only, we are not only interested in the power of God, but we want God. God who is the power and the wisdom. Christ, the wisdom of God and the power of God. You see the touch of power. You know very well the story of the woman. Uh, but before going there, once again, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with what? With power. With the Holy Spirit and with power. And when you go um, to the story of the woman, you remember in Luke chapter 8 and Luke chapter 6 as well, he said, somebody, Christ says, somebody touched me for I perceived power going out from me. Think of this. It was really a big crowd. And then this woman with the issue of blood was the disciples, they were there. And then this woman tried to touch Jesus Christ. And in the midst of the crowd, the big one, Jesus said, listen, someone has touched me. And the disciples said, Master, you see so many people here. Of course, someone, not only one, but many people touched you. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. Not, not all the touches. This is another touch. He said, somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. And that's why in Luke chapter 6, verse 19, and the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. That is the key to our question. How to get power? Remember that God is power. And you need to touch God to get that power. Like this woman, she knew it. He said, well, if it is possible for me just to touch him, I know something will happen to me. And sure enough, she did it. And God 
Jesus Christ noticed it. He said, yeah, someone touched me here. And he said, yes, all multitudes sought to touch him. Touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. The power of touch, the touch of Jesus. We'll come back to that. God gives power and strength. We have all text here. He said, the Lord will give strength to his people. Psalm 29, verse 11. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. So we have many promises in the Bible. He said he gives strength. The Lord will give strength to his people. Have you noticed what I've told you? God likes to give his power, the strength. He said, I will give, the Lord will give strength to, to his people. And then the God of Israel, he, is, he will give strength and power to his people. And here again, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Do you feel that you have no power today? No might? It is just for people like you and for people like me that God said, I will give you that strength. You feel you have no might? Don't worry. If you come to me, I will give you strength. I have a lot of it. He has a lot of it. So uh, I have no, have no problem. There's no, uh, you cannot exhaust. I can give as much as you want. But come, I will give you strength. I will give you power because I have limitless power. So just a little bit you will already feel it, <laughs> feel it a lot. And this is what God wants us to do for you and for me. Uh, and to have the power is to know him. To know God, that is the best way to get the power of God. He said, but the people, this is in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, he said, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Have you read this before? But when you read such a text and you put it in a context of the power of God, that God wants to give you power, you are thrilled. He said, this is it. He said that the people who know their God shall be strong. You see the relationship between power and knowing God? And then to carry out great exploits. You see, power to be and power to do. And to do good, to do exploits. But the condition is to know God. As long as we don't know God, Personally, we cannot think of having power. A daily, earnest striving to know God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent, would bring power and efficiency 
to the soul. If we strive to know God, Jesus Christ, God himself will give us power. And to know God is to have a close, vibrant relationship with God. And in James chapter 4, verse 8, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you, knowing God. So now, this is the key, to know him. What is the meaning of this knowing God? To know God, known by God. Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. For I have known him, Abraham. The word yada in Hebrew is more than just an intellectual knowledge. It is actually experience. And it is also used uh, when it comes to, uh, to talk about the intimacy between husband and wife. You see, Adam knew Eve. That is the kind of knowledge that we are talking about. It is not just intellectual. It is experience. So to have power from God, we need to have this strong relationship with God. It is about relationship. Yes, you need to know intellectually as well because we, we, are, we are not divided. We are as one. We need to know him personally. For us to know God, for us to have that power, we need to know him personally. Abraham was known by God. But at the same time, he knew God personally. And that's why he was called a friend of God. That is the relationship. You see, James chapter 2, verse 23, he was called the friend of God. He was called the friend of God. That is it. If you have a powerful friend, what will happen? You will get some of his power. <laughs> Even if you don't ask, he is there. He say, ah, oh, no, don't touch my friend. He is my friend. If you touch him, you will see. If you have a powerful friend, then you will get some of his power. Even influence. If you have an influential friend, you will get some of his influence. It is just like that in life. And God, God is our friend. The key to have this power is in relationship with God himself. Abraham, he knew God, and God knew him personally. So, uh, he became the friend of God. He was called the friend of God. Isn't that the best title? You put your name. What is your name? <laughs> yes, William, comma, the friend of God. That is the best title, actually. Uh, when people describe you, 
said, do you know that gentleman? Well, I know, but I forgot a little bit. Let me tell you who he is. He's a friend of God. <laughs> uh, that is the best title. But unfortunately, we are not so keen to get this title. But uh, all of us, we need to really, that should be our game, our uh, um, aim in life, to be a friend of God. A friend of God. And in Second Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 7, and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever. So, Abraham was known to be the friend of God. Yeah, it is good to be known by friend of someone who claimed to be a friend of someone, someone who is powerful, like a president of the country. Someone would say, yes, he's my friend. You know, some people, <laughs> when uh, someone becomes powerful in politics or in, uh, in, in dim different dimensions of life, people try always, well, I know him. We were together 30 years ago. Uh, actually, he came from my town. Trying always to, to relate to someone who is powerful. But here we are. Maybe you are not a friend of the a president of the country or someone who is so high. But I let you, I'm happy to tell you, you have their possibility of being friend of God. Abraham, he was known to be the friend of God and God and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever. But it is one thing to say, I am the friend of God. But until God says that you are his friend, then that really will confirm it. Because I can say, you know what? I'm the friend of this man who is so powerful, but he has to confirm it. And God did that. In Isaiah chapter 41, verse 8, and God himself says, the descendants of Abraham, my friend. God also describes him as his personal friend. And that is the key for this power. If you are the friend of the powerful God, then for sure you will have some of his power. Power to be, to overcome, and power to do. Because he has promised. He said, listen, I will give you power. He is very much willing to share this power with us. But unfortunately, many times we are not keen. We are not interested. Well, power, okay. Uh, what we need now is to ask God and becomes God's confident. You see, in Genesis chapter 18, verse 17, you know we have many different, uh, we have different kinds of friendship. But you have really friends. They are very deep in relationship with you and you can say anything and you are not afraid to be misunderstood. And one thing you don't want to do, doing something and you don't share with them because you are afraid that they will find out later on. We say, oh, 
How come I didn't know about it? Uh, I only heard it from someone. Said, you, you should have told me that you had that plan and I could have done something. If you reach that friendship, it is a real friendship. And Abraham and God, they have reached that kind of relationship. He said, uh, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. You see the power? <laughs> great and mighty nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. He said, no. I, uh, I'm, I have to tell him that uh, I have to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. You will find out later on and uh, I will be in trouble. I'm just, uh, you will blame me for not telling him. We are so close and I value this relationship. God is saying, I better, I better tell him. I better discuss this with him. Otherwise, if he finds out later on that I've destroyed uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and I've not told him, then this relationship will be endangered. So I better tell him. And that's why God said, okay, Abraham, uh, this is really my plan. I cannot, I cannot hide you, I have to tell you, said, uh, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. So I'd rather, I'd rather tell him. So the key is to become the friend of God. How is our relationship with God? Do you have this title? Your name? That is really something that I am praying for. Oh, Paul Ratsara, the friend of God. Friend of God. That is the key. To become a friend of God. And then, God also wants us to be his children. Said here, behold what the manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Children of God. You know, many times you have, we, we read things, but we don't really ponder upon them. Think of being children of God. God. You see, I remember, um, that, was, um, that was actually... It was this, this year, around July, and uh, we, we had this experience. You know, in South Africa, they still have the, the Zulu king. The Zulu king was, was still so powerful in the western part, eastern part of the, of the country. Still have the palace, and uh, even in that section, the king... Uh, one of his roles is to open the parliament. It's a powerful. So we, uh, we decided to visit the Zulu king. And when you go there, you see power. You see power. Even to get an audience, it was difficult. But finally, he accepted us. So we went there. And the idea is to present the gospel. We went there. Uh, I spent about, uh, actually it was amazing. It was almost a day. 
And at the end of the day, we became his friends. Became his friends, and uh, he did not want actually us to go in to begin with as if he did not have time. But now he had the time, all the time we wanted. What is the difference? We were not friends when we asked for an audience. We were just like one of the citizens, the subjects. But when we sat with him, he loved us. And we became his friends. And definitely through that connection, we can do many things. Because he has given us the power, some of his power. And the same thing with God. If you become the friends of God, you are so close, for sure, he will share with you his power, his wisdom, and the Holy Spirit he has promised. He share, shares his power with his children. And um, the, the son of this Zulu king in South Africa, actually, he was studying uh, the Bible. And he wanted us, actually me, probably to baptize him. To baptize. And uh, the daughter was also, um, uh, there was a, a wedding. And they received an invitation to be part of that wedding. In the past, we were so far. Now, we are friends. And uh, for sure, right now, if I want something in the kingdom, I will just go and see my friend, the king. And uh, he will share. He will do all his best. And he can really do a lot. <laughs> He's the king. He will share his power. But we have the king of the universe. And he is willing to share his power with us. Power to be his children and power to do his work. Why then we don't have it? We need to ask. And we are also his children. Children of the king. You see, um, as I told you, I am from Madagascar. And uh, Madagascar was already a kingdom before being conquered by France. Uh, there was a fierce battle um, that was... Um, more than 100 years ago, about seven years of battle. And finally, finally, we, um, we were defeated. And uh, during that time, my great-great-grandfather great, great was the prince here. But when the French people came, they studied him. They studied him 
He was so powerful. So they said, look, we have two choices for this man. We can kill him. Maybe we will start another revolution. But another way is to work with him. So they called him. They called him and said, listen, we can see that you are really loved by, the, by your people. So we would like to discuss with you. You can still lead, but you will not be the king. You will not have the final say. We will have the final say. But we would still want you to lead your people. If you accept, then we will work together. And then my uh, great-grandfather thought about it. And he said, well, if, if, uh, if I fight against them because of uh, the superiority in uh, weaponry and so on, for sure, we will be destroyed. So I will accept. I will accept that arrangement. So he accepted to be a king without a crown. He has never been a king, full king. You just led. So as you see me now, I belong to a royal family defeated defeated but I'm not sad because I have another king the king of the universe and that is the real king and that king is more than willing to give his power the power of God and we are his children we are princes he said, but, he said, you, you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba. This is just a way of saying daddy. If you translate Abba now in 21st century, it's daddy. Dad or daddy. He said, we cry out, daddy, father. And if children, then hears, hears of God and joint heirs with Christ. I could not, I mean, I am just a citizen now in my country because of what has happened. But in the kingdom of God, we are, as it is said here, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. And for sure, he shares his power with his children. What to do to get power? Just be, the ch be a child of God. Talk very close to God. And you have his power. And he will do it. Who can be against us? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? No one can be against us 
because God is with us. And he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not, there is one missing word there, give with him also, with him also, yeah, actually it is correct, shall he not with him also freely give us all things, including power. So the idea is this, the reasoning of Paul is clear. He said, listen, he has even given his, his son. He died for us. Power, he will give that. Because he has given superior things than power. He has given his son. So when power, he will get it. You see, we are the son and daughters of God. And because of that, so to have power, we need to know God. And to know God actually is to become his friends. And to, as we said, to be also children of God. We have another aspect of this. Behold, Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 is knocking on, on the door. And when he, once we accept, this is what will happen. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 22. In whom ye also are being built together for what? For a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Someone has challenged a pastor. He said, Pastor, can you tell us the, the physical address of God? He said, give us the physical address of God. In some context, you know, uh, some uh, context um, uh, of worshipping idols and so on, you know the physical address of, the, of a God. He said, okay, God is here. So, they said, give us a physical address of God. And the pastor said, okay, let me think about it. I will tell you tomorrow the physical address of God. I will pray about it and uh, I will tell you uh, the physical address of God prayed about it, and the following day, or a few days later, said, my sister, I am ready now to give you the physical address of God. Oh, where is it? My heart. My heart is the physical address. Of course, uh, we have heaven. God is in heaven. But according to this text also, talks about the Holy Spirit. He said, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So God is in our hearts. The Holy Spirit is in our hearts. So if the Holy Spirit is inside here, what will happen about the power of the Holy Spirit? For sure, we, Jesus Christ... The Holy Spirit will not come. He said, okay, I will go inside, but I will leave my power outside. I will only come without my power. So I will open the door, and I will leave my power outside. No. The Holy Spirit comes with his power inside. So once you have the Holy Spirit inside, you will have the power. 
you see the reasoning here. So, it is said, we are the dwelling, dwelling place of God. Meaning, God rests in our hearts. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And said, that you may be filled with all fullness of God. This is a very, a very deep thinking, deep concept, fullness of God. But I just want to uh, take it simply. My understanding is clear. The Holy Spirit will work in my heart. And uh, you will go there fully. He's not going to leave behind the door. His power, his power will come with him. And that's why that you be filled with all fullness of God. He comes with power. So once he comes in your heart, then you will have also his power because it is in a way a package. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have also his power altogether. So that is um, a concept that we, we need to, we, you understand already. So now, we are talking about the Great Commission. What is the Great Commission? Go and preach the gospel. But there is a great omission. What is the great omission? The great omission. I'm going to send you what my father has promised. But stay. Stay. That also is a command. Not only to go, but to stay. And then do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. So those two comments, somehow they are omitted. We are, we are willing to go, but we are not obeying this. To stay. Before going, you must stay. Jesus said, yes, I really want you to go. But before you go, you must stay. You, you must stay. We have to stay. You see, we are... Uh, the church is just like an army, right? And especially in this context of youth, we are an army. I underwent a military training. And uh, it was like almost, especially if you are uh, in the context of war, as if it was just like wasting time. The, the war is going on there, uh, going already, and here you put... Uh, soldiers for three months not fighting. But is that a waste of time? You know, sometimes in the mind, you say, oh, because there is a need there, just go. No. The army said, no, we have to train these soldiers first, and they will win the battle. This is what Jesus is saying. You go, but before you go, stay. To have power, we must stay. Stay here is really to have this devotional life. Before you go, you must stay. Yesterday, we drove from Andrews University to here with my family. And then we said we must we continue first, and we, we saw that uh, 
the gas was going down. So the temptation is that, oh, let's go. We, will, we need to arrive fast. But we did not yield into that temptation. What did we do? We went to a gas station. Huh? We stayed for a while. We spent some time in order for the guilt. Um, that little note, I kept it. I kept it in my wallet for two years. Um, until one day, I said, no. I cannot carry this anymore. Why am I carrying this? I just need to go to Jesus for the grief and for the grudges. I, it was very hard for me to forgive my brother-in-law because I know it was out of his negligence that my sister died. So it was so hard. And I, I could not believe that I had that kind of feeling until one day I said, no, I cannot live in grudges and expect God to do mighty things for me. Even if it is hard, Lord, give me the power to forgive. And God helped me and I have forgiven him. I have forgiven him and uh, for the guilt of uh, not doing my best to save my sister, I underestimated the, the, the sickness. I came to God asking for forgiveness. And God forgive me. And the guilt and the grief, God also help me to go over that. Do you have something like that right now? Do you have someone that really it's hard for you to handle and uh, something in your heart that uh, it's so hard? Don't keep those things. Just throw them away. Go to Jesus and Jesus will give you freedom. Because as long as we are loaded by these things, we cannot run. We cannot, we cannot have this power. So I want us to be liberated of these things. And we'll continue on that. Just wanted to share with you that story. That to have power, we need to be free. Even if it is hard. Go and forgive. And for guilt, we have done something. Go and go to God. Go to Jesus Christ and ask for forgiveness. You have grief. Yes, it is hard to lose someone you love. But God will give you the power to, to be healed. This media was produced by Audioverse for GYC, Generation of Youth for Christ. If you would like to learn more about GYC, please visit www.gycweb.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.